Hey everybody, it's Jacqueline and this is the Awaken Tarot podcast and y'all like I just want to really <laughs> quickly thank you all for the really sweet comments and messages I got about the bonus topic runes episode uh, that was released uh, I think two weeks ago because we're bi-weekly now I forget pregnancy brain. Uh so many of y'all really liked that. And I thought that was so funny because as we were posting it, like setting it up to, and, and like to schedule it so it could be published the next day, Gabe was like, this is our worst episode yet. And I was like, no, it's not. And he was like, it's just a bunch of you making fun of me. And I was like, no, people are going to love it. And guess what? You did. You love when I make fun of my husband. And you know what? I agree. No, um, actually, um, a lot, a bunch of people said it was very informative and, and fun to listen to. And uh, so that was really good. And we'll have more bonus topics coming up in the future. I have a lot of friends and know a lot of people who do a lot of really cool things um, that I know nothing about. So I'm really excited to bring that to you. I also just want to talk about the fact that I the laziest podcaster ever, finally logged into my Chartable account and figured out that we've been like between number like 10 and 52 going up and down in like Puerto Rico for for a few weeks now and I and also in Portugal and I just had no fucking idea. I had no idea that it was doing so well. And I just want to thank all of the listeners in, in those places and all of the other places that I, I, I missed because I don't check Chartable, uh, where we where we ranked <laughs> in spirituality at the top of the charts or in the charts in the top 100 because that's fucking bonkers, you guys. Um, that just makes me, I'm just so honored and blessed. And anyway, let's stop talking about me and move on to the part where we talk about me. I'm kidding. So kind of. <laughs> Our card that we're going to talk about is the Queen of Cups. And I don't have a guest with me today, um, partly because I launched a really cool thing with a friend that the, this basically weekend and we've been really preparing for it. So I didn't have a lot of time outside work and, you know, knitting a child in my womb to do all of the, you know, uh, the interview phone call stuff. But I do want to talk about the Queen of Cups. And the Queen of Cups is one of my favorite cards in the tarot and also happens. I don't typically work with a significator, but it is the card that when it shows up, I know it's talking specifically about me and my very, very watery chart. So I was really excited to pull this card in regards to, you know, I asked, what should I talk about today? And got the Queen of Cups. And I was like, oh, my God, I love to talk specifically about me. So, but really, we're going to talk about this card. It, it is a very watery card. And that is because when we're dealing with court cards in the tarot, y'all have heard me talk about this before. We have, we're working with double elements, which is really fun. Um, You know, pages are earth and knights are air and queens are water and kings are fire. Some people uh, will switch king and knight. So knights are fire and kings are air, but I, I do it the other way. However, queens are water and each suit is associated with an element and cups are also water. So we're dealing with a very, very wet card. <laughs> this week, which I think is just really, really cool. So the Queen of Cups is, I believe, <laughs> kind of a hand holder in the minor arcana to the high priestess. Uh, they kind of work in the minor arcana level, like as close as we can get in the minors on a human level to actually embodying a major arcana card right? So we can be influenced by major arcana energy, but typically in the minor arcana, that is the energy that we can work with as humans and as a part of nature. 
And then we're in the court cards. That's about as close as we can get to really bringing in that major arcana energy into ourselves and emulating it. And so what I really, really love about the Queen of Cups is that the suit of cups is all about emotion and feeling and dreaming and intuition and the unconscious or subconscious really kind of in the depths, like waiting in that card, right? And the Queen of Cups and the Suit of Cups really kind of brings us further into that place. When you look at the card, and again, I use the Smith Rider Waite deck, and one of the beautiful things about this deck is that Pamela Coleman Smith really, really captured the evocative, of an evocative feeling of one specific moment. And in the Queen of Cups, we're looking at we're looking at a person, and they are sitting on kind of like this island, it appears. And the water, the ocean is all over them. They're sitting in a throne and the throne has cherubs and a and a clamshell. And the queen is kind of her, the queen, her. Their cape kind of looks like it has waves on it. And they're holding this big, uh, gosh, how I, like almost like an incense box in their hand. And it's got little angels on it. And it's almost like, it almost looks like a music box. The Queen of Cups, um, which is interesting because of the idea of being able to take something tangible like a seashell out of the ocean and holding it to your ear, because there's that whole, you know, little child child tale about being able to hear the ocean inside a seashell. The Queen of Cups, they are this person that gets to be able to create this tangible land, this tangible way of living and being from nothing. This is bringing Atlantis out of the ocean. This is volcanoes erupting from the bottom, the very bottoms of the ocean where nobody, no one has ever seen the bottom of the ocean and making it visible to others. This is the Queen of Cups is about taking things that are unknown, manifesting them into our realities, and then actively being able to give people seashells and say, hold this to you, to, hold this to your ear. Can you hear it? Can you hear that song? Can you hear that inspiration? You know, when we, if so just to break down the story a little bit, when we enter the Page of Cups, that's our first introduction to the mastery of the Suit of Cups, right? This is us taking the Ace of Cups, taking that Holy Grail and being like, holy shit, there's life in here. I talked about that in an earlier episode. Um, when we go into the Knight of Cups, and I talked a little bit about this with my husband in one of the episodes recently, you're literally walking with that with that cup moving towards it, following that goal, really allowing yourself to dive into the action of following that dream or doing that thing that you love. And from the night you get into the queen and all of a sudden you followed yourself, you followed your heart to this point, to the to the ocean. If you know if you notice the knight of cups literally is walking towards towards the water, into the water. The Queen of Cups rises up from the bottom and takes the cup, and the cup is now this beautiful, ornate chalice. That's what they've got. Not even a music box, like I said before, though it does look like that. It It's literally occurring to me that this is, this is the Ace of Cups, and not only is it the Ace of Cups, but it is ornate in a way we don't see in the other cards. We don't see the cup looking like this in any of the other cards. This cup has a lid. This cup is huge. This cup almost doesn't even look like a fucking cup. It almost looks like this is the this is where the ocean stems from, right? You know, cups hold water, but the cup that the Queen of Cups is holding, this chalice, it it doesn't have an opening for them to sip from. It's got a lid and some angels singing on it. So they're looking at this this chalice music box cup thing, and 
rather than drinking from it, the water is pouring out of it, right? To create the water around this island, to create these dreams, to show how this is all happening, to show how what you followed and dreamt is really coming to life here in the Queen of Cups. Because by the time we go into the King of Cups, that is when we are actively ruling with our little tridents from that point, from that throne. The Queen of Cups here is watching all of these things that they've manifested and dreamed and and wanted come into fruition and appear in front of them. These things that have been dreams for so long. And this is how the Queen of Cups is holding hands with the High Priestess, because in the High Priestess, it's that essence of knowing, right? That essence of the unconscious behind the veil, Akashic record, knowing. And in the Queen of Cups, it's this minor arcana realization that the things we knew all along are finally becoming this this reality in our world. It's almost to the point where like all of these things that we've dreamed inside ourselves, all of these things that the high priestess, that energy has influenced us with is now pouring out everywhere and everybody can see it. Anecdotally, (laughs) I had a moment like this and we've probably all had moments like this Back in August, I think I might have talked about this before, last August, and I did my solar return spread, I I looked at the cards that I pulled and I realized that something major was going to happen in March. And I kept like pulling cards on it and thinking about it and talking about it. And I eventually had to sit my husband down and I was like, hey, I'm going to sound fucking crazy, (laughs) but I keep having these dreams and hearing these things about something happening on two different dates in March. And I kept telling him. And finally, I was like, okay, I'm just going to tell you the dates. And if nothing happens, then we can both agree I'm crazy. But if something happens, then we have to deal with the reality that I'm psychic (laughs) or that I've been given some sort of information. And so I told him the two dates. I said March 3rd and I said March 15th. And I felt nuts for most of the year. I went and, you know, like I kind of got better at telling people, friends in Nashville, like, okay, March 3rd, guys, keep, you know, keep it together. March 3rd, March 15th. And then fucking March 3rd came and a tornado blew through Nashville. And I was like, y'all, that was my Queen of Cups thing. That was me being influenced by a high priestess source given information. And then all of a sudden, like in the Queen of Cups being like, okay, (laughs) like now I don't feel crazy. Now I'm sitting here and I'm looking at this very ornate chalice, this, this thing, and I'm seeing all of the water around me and I don't feel nuts anymore. I feel very validated. And the Queen of Cups can be a very, very validating card. It can very much be this nod of what you've been feeling and thinking and knowing for however long you've been thinking, feeling, or knowing it, you're about to see it happen. And then when you get to the King of Cups, now you're going to get to start leading from that place. So that's the progression of the court cards in the suit of cups. And it's a really, really wonderful thing. You know, when you pull the Queen of Cups in a reading, it very, it, it can very much feel like pulling the moon or the high priestess a little bit like, well, motherfucker, I don't know. It's almost like it's got this mysterious lens that other people have put over it. But I really want to challenge you to pulling the Queen of Cups and being like, okay, I'm about to see the things I've been feeling. I'm about to actively witness those things happening. And then look around, look around you at the synchronicities, look around you at the things that you may have had a gut feeling about that you're actively seeing kind of show up around you. 
because that's another that's another really intense and I'm gonna say it, Gabe, fuck you, poignant way <laughs> that the Queen of Cups shows up for us. Kind of like a hey, you were right, and the things you're feeling, you can see them now. So yeah, that is the Queen of Cups. Hey Gabe, did that cover it? Thumbs up, thumbs down. He says thumbs up. He wants dinner. All right, so from this point on, let us move on to the part of the podcast where I come out and start reenacting silent movies. Wasn't that great? Let's do the collective reading now. Uh, The collective reading for this coming next two weeks is death. You're welcome. Bye. No, it is is death, though. (laughs) And again, as we all know, death does not mean... Literal death is coming for us, but you know um, we are in the middle of a of this pandemic where things are slowly kind of getting worse, especially in the United States and especially near cities. One of the things that is really intriguing to me about the death card in general is that there are people kind of falling down all around it. It gives a very Monty Python and the Holy Grail-esque kind of vibe of the scene where the body collector for the plague is walking around saying, bring out you dead, and people are just kind of tossing their their people on. And there's a scene, part of that scene, is when this guy comes out and he's got this person, like obviously related to them, slung over their shoulder, and he's like, I've got one for you. And the guy in his back is like, I'm not quite dead yet. I feel happy. And then they kill him. And so, you know, what I'm making, that correlation I'm making here is that death doesn't always mean death, but it can very often mean that we are shorting ourselves or shorting somebody else. And the message I'm getting for the next two weeks is how are you shorting yourself? How are you shorting somebody else? And how are you stopping yourself or somebody else dead in their tracks from doing something? Or from feeling something? How are you belittling somebody else's ideas or dreams or wants or needs or their emotions or their grieving? Or how are you belittling yours? And that is the message that I'm really feeling very strongly in the next coming two weeks. And I know that the death card is kind of a weird way to get that message, but that is very strongly the message I feel that we're all getting here. So on that note, thank y'all so much for listening to the point where countries all over the world are, are ranking somewhere. And I promise you, I care. I really do. I just honestly forgot the password to my Chartable account. And I'm just so grateful that you're listening. And I almost said watching, but you're not doing that. Um, I'm just very touched. The music that you heard in last week's episode was the bonus topic music that Gabriel created to let you all know the difference between a regular episode and a bonus episode. Uh, But yeah, so I think that's all I have to say. Gabe, are you ready for dinner, babe? Yes. (laughs) Let's go eat some mashed potatoes. Bye, y'all.